Hi everyone and welcome to Beginner's Guide to G Suite Google Forms. Um, today we've got myself and Gerardo. Hello Gerardo. Hello. Um, and we will be talking you through Google Forms. Hopefully you will learn some new tricks um, and we'll give you some basic information. Please make sure you leave us some comments, tell us who you are and where you're from uh, so we can welcome you properly to the Global GEG group. And um, anyone who would like to look at the forms afterward, uh, look at our slides afterwards, uh, we will share the link in the chat so you can just take a look, get a copy of those slides and review them at your own pace. And there are plenty of notes so that you can look back over them. Uh, so let's get going. I'm Kat, I'm from London, I'm part of GEG UK. I'm a Google certified innovator and trainer and I work as an EdTech consultant, which means I help schools with digital transformation, um, supporting their tr uh, journey with G Suite and with teaching computer science. Hi, I am Gerardo Navarrete. I am a te technology consultant. I live in Campeche, Mexico, and I am a pro trainer and leader for GG Campeche. And I have the really, really great honor to be in the group of leaders of GG Global. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Kat, for letting me join with you in this presentation. I am so excited to present with Gerardo. It's just really, really amazing to think that I'm here in London and he's here in, over there in Mexico and we're here presenting about Google Forms and giving you some information about it. I just think it's wonderful, these opportunities we've been given to connect um, and very exciting and so, so impressed because I wouldn't be able to speak Spanish at all and yet you're speaking a second, second language to us. So well done and thank you for joining us. Um, so our agenda for today, we're just gonna go through those Google Form basics, how to create a form or quiz, choosing your settings and previewing it, sending your form, analyzing it, and sharing it with colleagues. So hopefully by the end of today, you'll feel comfortable going through those things. Um, and I just wanna say as well, I know most people probably won't be watching this one live because it is New Year's Eve. Um, but don't worry, these will stay on YouTube for you to watch whenever you want. So please feel free to watch back, share with your colleagues, let everyone know that we've got this great intro into Google Forms. Okay, so the first thing is, I'm gonna talk you through how to create a form or quiz. And there are loads of the waffle. That's where you navigate to those nine circles you see when you're inside Google Drive. So you can use the waffle and navigate to Google Forms there. Another way you can create a Google Form is to click on new from within your Google Drive. And I can actually demonstrate that one there. If I click on new, you can see I've got a Google form there and I can just create a blank form or select from a template. Um, you can also, from within your Google Drive, tap Shift and O, and that will automatically create a new form. Um, you can navigate to forms.google.com and that takes you to this page here, which shows you any recent forms you've opened um, or gives you an option to select some templates. And finally, my favorite way to open a new form is to simply type forms.new in the taskbar at the top and it will allow you to create a new form. Um, so this is what a new Google form looks like. Oh, I'm just gonna take you to a different page there. This is what a new Google form looks like and you'll see you always get it started in purple. If you're anything like me, 
by the time you've created a few forms, you are fed up with the color purple. So one thing we can do with a new Google form is to simply customize the theme, whether that's by choosing an image or changing. Upload an image. The color scheme will take whatever color the predominant in the image you choose. So if, for example, I just want to choose a simple jelly bean background, you'll see that the background changes to an orange color because that's the color it's recognized as most common. Um, when you're doing your Google form, the first thing we always do is change the name of our form. So this is a quick survey. I can't spell today, but we've got our quick survey and that will come up and that will, you'll see if I click up the bar at the top, it will change the name of the form. So I now have a simple Google form and then I can start typing a question. Now, the most obvious start question is name. And it's really important that you know that when you're creating a Google form, it doesn't automatically collect names or email addresses unless we change the settings. And I'll show you some of those in a moment. But first, I want to show you some of the different question types. Now, the nice thing about Google Forms is that you can add an image to your question um, you can, and you can change what type of question it is. So for something like name, it's said to me, do you want a short answer? Now, obviously, if we are asking someone's name, we just want them to write a couple of words. If we want a longer answer, we select a paragraph. And then we've got a whole host of different question types. Lots of people wonder what's the difference between multiple choice and checkboxes. Multiple choice only allows you to have one answer. Checkboxes allows you to have multiple answers. So, for example, if you want to say, what is your favorite film? Choose two. You can choose checkboxes and let it choose two. There are a few more features about checkboxes, but we're going, we're just doing a beginner's session now, so I'm not going to go into more detail. Um, and you can see there, you can even have options to upload a file as your answer or to date and to select a date or time. So that's really, really useful when you're creating a form. One other option here is that you've got a description or response validation. And again, that's an advanced feature which we'll worry about another time. And then you've got whether or not it's required. So you may recognize that when you do some forms, there's a little red asterisk, asterisk that means, sorry, not asterisk, asterisk that means it's a required question. You cannot move on unless you've done that question. So we just use that checkbox here to make it a required question. And then you've got options to duplicate the question or delete the question. It's really simple to add another question. You just hit the plus sign and then it creates a new question underneath. So we can say, what is three times seven? I'm a maths teacher, I automatically go to a maths question. And you'll see it's given me multiple choice options there. So that's really simple how to add question types. And now I'm just going to show you a few of the settings. And they're really great, um, really interesting, the different settings you've got in Google Forms. So we're just going to look at the general settings here. Remember I said at the beginning, it doesn't automatically collect email addresses. But if we click on the tick box here, we can collect email addresses. And we can even send a res response receipt to the people who fill in the form to say, you filled in this uh, form. We can also decide whether or not we need uh, users to um, sign in, whether they're allowed to have one response or not, um, and whether they can edit or see summary charts. Now, I've done this on my personal Gmail account. However, if I logged into a school email account, 
I would also be able to limit responses to within my school domain. And that's another really important thing that you understand. If you are in your own domain, it's normal that it automatically limits it to your own domain. So that's useful if you're sending a survey round to teachers, to students. Not so useful if you're sending a survey to your parents because you don't want them to be blocked unless they've got a school account. So it's really, really important that you go in and check those settings before you hit go on sending, in a, sending a form. Um, you can also change some settings in terms of whether you get a progress bar, whether the questions are shuffled, and finally, whether or not you assign it as a quiz. Um, when you assign it as a quiz, you can then automatically mark your questions. So um, when you set a form, generally it's useful for collecting data, uh, but it doesn't mark it. If you create a quiz, you can automatically grade those questions and then get a mark back. And again, we're not gonna worry about that for now. We're just focusing on how to make a simple form some of the sets that might be of use to you. Um, I'm just reminding myself what I said we'd do next. <laughs> so the next thing that you may want to do is to preview your form. How does my form look? So if we click on this little eye icon up here, we can preview a form and see what it looks like. You'll see that we've got this asterisk next to name because I made that a required option. And then it's just a very, very simple quiz. So if I just have a look at another one, I've got a general knowledge quiz that I've made before. And you can see here, it's a bit of a longer form. And if I click on the eye icon, I can see what that one looks like. And this one is actually set up as a quiz. So you can see that there are points assigned to each question. Um, so forms are really, really easy to set up. They're useful for us to set up. Um, and you can see there some of the simple things that we can do with a Google form. And I'm gonna hand to Rada, just scrolling through some of the things that we can do there, um, because he's gonna talk us through how to send a form. Yeah, now <clears throat> we're gonna check how can we send the form. I am going to add my screen. Yeah, I am so excited for doing this. Yes, when you have ready a form, you just have to select the way you are going to send it. When you uh, sign for preference, you can tell it that you are um, collecting email address and here in send form, you can check collect email address. That's a, a really good resource because you have the emails for further questions than you need. Maybe send another form or maybe share some information of your knowledge for uh, the people who are interested, or maybe you just have to make a quiz, have the answers for and the response for the students who are you uh, yeah, evaluating. So this is a, a good instructions to follow, collect email address. Then you can choose choice between 
send via email where you are going to write here uh, the email for people who you want to respond the form. You can add here and uh, maybe one person, maybe just one person. You can add to uh, a group of persons because you know in Google you can have people grouped by. So then <coughs> you can modify the, the subject of the email who they are receiving and invite or modify this text for said instruction that people who receive the form have to follow. So you can include the form in an email. When you have all the groups or all the people that you want to send this form, you just do this, send the form, and they will receive an email with a link to the form, or in case you have selected include form email, they receive the form embedded in the mail. You do, can choose, choice, choose, excuse me, um, a link. With this link that you can shorten, just you, you just need to copy and send them by chat, by another kind of uh, instant messaging, or maybe put it in a page or in other another type of the document that you are sharing with other people. So when they receive the link, they receive another URL to get the form. And you have another way to share and send the form. You can too embed HTML code in a page or in mail or in any place where you can use um, HTML to format it. So there are many ways to share and send a form. We can use two um, links with social media. Maybe it could be necessary to spread your form via, via Facebook or via Twitter for people who is interested in fill the form. And it's really great to find how many kinds of stuff we can do asking people to fill forms. So when you want to collect data, this is the best way to acquire information for your knowledge and to help your school or your organization. And it's not a quiz tool. It's a great tool, a great app to collect any kind of information. So that's a way that you can send these forms.
you know, I absolutely love Google Forms. And one thing I love it is the flexibility. The other day, um, we did a Secret Santa for Global GEG. And I knew I wanted to send Shannon, my a Secret Santa person, a book. And I knew the author, but I couldn't decide which book to send. So I actually made a Google Form and just listed all the books, put in a fan forum, pick your favorite three books, and I'm going to choose the top three to send to my friend. And it was brilliant. I got something like 170 responses. And it really clearly showed me in the responses which three books were the best for a newbie to that author. So I just, I love that flexibility with Google Forms. Um, one thing I was going to add, sorry, Gerardo, I'm interrupting you very rudely, um, is that when you're sending the forms via a URL, via a web link, it's really important that you check your link doesn't end in slash edit because that means you're probably sending the wrong link. Um, you should either end in slash present or, sorry, not present, um, slash view form, or it should be that shortened link. So it's always worth checking. If it says slash edit, you've definitely got the wrong version. Um, so it's worth checking. Uh, thank you, Harade. Sorry for interrupting you. Oh, no, no. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. It's, it, that's uh, really important tips that uh, our, our audience should know. And another thing what then we can do then sending forms is obviously selecting when you send, there's easy. But when you send a link, you can shorten, when you embed, just, I forgot to say that you can adjust the size of your HTML code, right? Uh, for the position where you are putting in your in your web page. So um, this is a really amazing way to collect information from every everybody who you want. So uh, Kat, I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to the presentation now. So yeah, brilliant. Okay. Um, uh, that's that's uh, for for people who who are who are viewing. That's what what you see, uh, but you can use later the the presentation. Okay, uh, for I I finish with with the form, and when you receive the the responses, you can analyze some great responses. If you has selected a quiz as a quiz. You can grade the responses because you know, it's for beginner session, but you can assign to each question in the form uh, points to grade. Then there are summarizing when you grade the responses. So if you don't want quiz and, and you are only getting data as cat said with Santa secret, um, <coughs> you just have to go, can I have the next? Okay, thanks. Okay, okay. thank you. Oh, sorry, give you that, is that okay? No, don't, don't, don't worry, it's, it's okay, Kat, thank you. Uh, when you can, you can say, you can see there are uh, 17 responses. Uh, the more important, um, way to see that is because uh, you can get graphics automatically and you can 
analyze by questions and you can analyze by people, just reading the responses of one person at a time or just see the, uh, the old responses in graphics and accumulate. When you go to individual, you can select the individual that has, has responded so you can see their responses. And if it's graded, you can see their grade too. So <coughs> get data uh, in collecting data using forms is a great tool for uh, making analysis and get the, um, the data presented in a friendly way. So you can too, if you see the Sheets logo, you can choose send the responses to a sheet. Then you can yes, click there and you have a response. You are now with the possibility of analyze data, making your own graphics, uh, filter your data, select just some of them, or maybe maybe you have to use this as part of a great set of data that can be mixed and used to obtain information. So <coughs> you that's the way you analyze for great responses. And in the presentation that is on, on, on our website, you can find to uh, which are the specific forms that you can see the responses and where you can use the responses in a spreadsheet. You can send to a spreadsheet, a new spreadsheet, you can send to an existing spreadsheet. Uh, though those are is really useful because you can make codes of your information. When you receive data, you can make a code and keep with you to analyze data. When you get to another timestamp, you can get to another sheet to um, another sheet to um, ship information and to analyze it. So uh, there is a lot of possibilities to do with forms, and I am happy to show you. Thank you so much, Rada. That was really useful information. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, uh, you've got a couple of options around here. So you've got, um, you can stop your form accepting responses. So maybe you've got a time limited response. You need people to respond by a certain date. Um, and then on the three dots here, you can get yourself send email notifications when you've got new responses or you can delete responses delete all responses print responses you've got lots of different options there that you can do and um, you can also unlink the form from the spreadsheet so that you can separate that information and not add new information to it uh, so it's really really powerful and there are lots of use case scenarios for forms and quizzes um, in the UK, I know that a lot of schools have to do an annual safeguarding review where teachers are meant to ask questions 
Oh, sorry, I meant to answer questions about safeguarding these and it's expected they won't know them all. Um, and it's meant to be done, you know, without um, any looking up or knowing of the answers. So that's a really nice way of using it. Or we do annual, how do you travel to school surveys or termly travel to school surveys so they can see who's walking, who's driving, who's getting the bus. Yeah. I, I think you use forms will change your life. We've because Did I cut out for a moment there? Okay. I think um, forms yeah. And so at its root level, we've got survey information, but then we've also got these sort of advanced features where we can create quizzes and where we can create sections to our quizzes and forms and ask people questions that are dependent on the answers. Um, so I, I love a bit of conditional formatting at the best of times, but I love that in Google Forms, you can say, if the response is this, then do this. So for example, when I was organizing an event, and I was going to have adult speakers and young people speakers, one of the questions I was able to ask is, are you under 18? If the answer is yes, then we need to get a parental permission form filled in. If the answer is no, then there's no point seeing that page. So with a bit of conditional formatting within Google Forms, I can basically say, okay, only see that question if you answer no. So just by clicking on the option here, um, let me find a multiple choice question, there we go. I can do this go to section based on answer and add in sections to my quiz, which then means that our user can have some conditional questions based on their answers. You can embed YouTube videos just by clicking that add video, images, titles, descriptions. Um, you can even import questions, that's wonderful. Um, I just, and I just feel like Google Forms is one of the most flexible and powerful tools in the arsenal of G Suite tools and it's really underused. Um, so I'd love people. So the final thing we wanted to talk about was what if you're using a form and you want to share the responses with somebody? Um, so beyond sharing the form to fill it out, we want to share the responses. And that's very easy to do as well. But what you need to understand is that to share the responses with somebody, you need to add them as a collaborator. So there's a difference there in the terminology. A collaborator is someone who can view and edit the questions as well as look at all of the responses. So if I click on that add collaborator option, I can, for example, add Abid and make him an editor of the form. That's the only option I get with forms. Um, and it does remind me down here, editors will be able to view and delete form responses. So as soon as I make someone a collaborator, they have full access to the form as though they owned it. Um, and that's a really important thing to recognize that I'm giving someone edit access here. I'm not letting them fill it in. I'm letting them edit and adjust and delete. So it's really important when you're sending out forms, for example, if you're collecting parent data that you don't give them collaborator evidence um, access, sorry. You don't copy that edit link. Remember I said earlier, look out for slash edit that link up there is the slash edit link we don't want to share that link with people unless we want them to be able to edit the questions and see the responses instead we must use the big purple send button as Gerardo said to make sure that people are getting a copy of the form that allows them to fill it in um, and it is so nice and easy to do and as Gerardo said you can send it via email 
I quite like this box include form in email, which means that the actual form itself is embedded within the email. Although if you create sections to your form, it doesn't um, include the whole section. It opens it up in a web browser when you go on to the next section. And you can see here, I've got the option to add collaborators. So it's reminding me down here that there are different ways to share a form, not just as, an, as a person to fill it in, but also to add collaborators who are allowed to edit it. So make sure you understand the distinction between a collaborator and an editor. Um, I don't know about you, Gerardo, but I think we are pretty much done. Um, I don't think there have been any questions coming in on the chat, but we have said, oh, um, have you had a, uh, Abbott, have you had a look in the chat to see if there are any questions? Um, I don't think we have got any. Kat, uh, I, I want to add uh, an important thing for me. Uh, when uh, we you talk about share, uh, when you copy, not share, when you copy a form, the form is gone without responses. It's another way to share the, the questions and the information, not the data that we made in a, in a form. And it's, it's important to distinguish the difference between share, collaborate, and just share a copy. Because, yeah, yeah. because the data remain with you and doesn't share with anyone. Yeah, excuse me for interruption. I am really excited. And I think that you're right. We have all topics, all issues covered. So I didn't, I didn't find any question either. So I've really been happy for you. I'm impressed that we picked up a spam bot though. Nice, we've got a spam bot in the chat. <laughs> um, hopefully that's given you a really good introduction into Google Forms. Obviously I mentioned, we both mentioned that there are more advanced features. Um, so there's creating quizzes, there's creating sections and doing some conditional formatting. We haven't gone into too much detail because the point of these guides is, is that they're introductory. There are more resources within Global GG um, on Google's hybrid webinar series that was created with Canopy Education. Um, there are lots of different resources and ways to get that further information. But for now, hopefully that's a great start for you on how to use Google Forms. Um, thank you for those of you who joined us watching. I can see we've had a few people chatting um, and it's been lovely having you here. Remember to follow us and Global GEG on Twitter. Um, and if you're watching this back, I hope that the future, that 2021 is looking more positive than 2020. So thank you so much for joining us on New Year's Eve as we talk you through Google Forms. Thank you. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.